Welcome to the Wish Well Podcast, a women's integrative summit on health and wellness. A podcast hosted by Dr. Michelle Dang, a board-certified anesthesiologist and pain management physician with additional fellowship training in integrative medicine. This podcast will feature weekly episodes with women from all walks of life discussing their health and wellness journeys. Welcome to episode four of the Wish Well podcast. I'm grateful to be able to continue bringing you these episodes. In this time of uncertainty and chaos in the world, I wanted to bring you some hope. I recorded this episode about a month or so ago and things were a little different at that time. There was a threat of this coronavirus, but it was all the way on the other side of the world. I invited Albina to come speak to me and she chose her word for health and wellness as flow. She'll discuss why she chose that word. I felt that this word was important considering what is going on currently. Achieving a flow state in this pandemic to me means adjusting to the ups and downs and by doing so we can achieve a steady state in our lives in order to find that new normal. In this episode, you'll hear me chat with Albina Rippey who I have known since 2014 after taking yoga classes at her studio. She describes her word for health and wellness as flow and she definitely demonstrates that from moving to a foreign country at age 16, to becoming a CPA, to opening up a yoga studio, to then selling her yoga studios to travel the wor- world. Albina Rippey is a serial entrepreneur, success coach, inspirational speaker, hotelier, and a wor- wor- world traveler. After a decade of starting and growing her businesses into thriving communities of yoga, healthy, holistic lifestyle, personal growth, and transformation, she sold all of her worldly possessions to travel and explore the world together with her husband and daughters and fluffy dog, Dante. Albina adds massive value by contributing to the success and happiness of people around the world through her success in business coaching. Find more information about Albina and all that she manifests at www.albinarippi.com and her retreat center, Blue Sky, in Taos, New Mexico at www.blueskyretreatcenter.com. Welcome, Albina. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. What an honor and what a privilege to be here with you. Thank you. And just a side note, I've known Albina for about, I think, six years or so after I joined her yoga studio at that time, Yoga One, and did my yoga teacher training. So thank you so much for being here. Yes, we, Michelle and I go way back to the days when we wore matching onesies to yoga classes. Oh my gosh, I think that there are pictures still on Facebook somewhere around <laughs> in like my yoga album of all of our matching um, clothes and all the themes that we did over the years. So it's been, a, it's been a long time, but so happy you're here. Thank you. So the question that I'm going to pose to you or ask you is what does health and wellness mean for you, Albina? In one word, I would describe it as flow, as being in the flow of energy. Great. And that's such a beautiful word. So can you tell us a little bit about why you chose that word? And I know we talked briefly before, There's, you have an amazing story over the last even several years. Um, so kind of walk us through why you chose flow. Yes. So flow to me is such a multi-dimensional word. Um, in a nutshell, I think flow is in a flow of energy, flow of health, 
flow of wealth, abundance, flow of synchronicities, flow of the flow of life. I call it the divine flow of life. And especially over the last few years, and I'd say even my whole life has been about surrendering to this divine flow of life. And because of that, I have experienced so many amazing miracles in my life. And I've been guided through so many, almost like lifetimes, you know, I feel like I'm living like my third or fourth lifetime in my life. So different careers, different places, different experiences. And I know a little bit about your history, but um, our audience may not know. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, your childhood, where you're from, and how you even came to be here in the U.S.? Yes. So I come from a really small village in Kazakhstan, in the middle of nowhere in Kazakhstan, which is Central Asia. And we had no running water, no electricity in our village. So, you know, I know that life as well. I came to America when I was 16 um, and I was determined to get a higher education. Um, and I always say this about me. I am the embodiment of the American dream. I do believe that America is a land of opportunities. And when I came to America at age 16, I went to college. And my first lifetime, I guess it, will my sec it would be my second lifetime because the first lifetime I considered to be in my motherland in Kazakhstan. And then my second lifetime was um, my life as a CPA, as a, a certified public accountant. So I, had, I went down the corporate career and worked in one of the largest um, CPA firms in the world. And then after a while, I decided to do something completely different. And that's when, like you said, Michelle, I uh, quit my corporate career. And my husband and I decided to open one small one-room yoga studio in Houston, Texas. That was 2008. And it was so scary. You know, we put in all of our life savings into this endeavor. Uh, we did something that we completely, like we did not know anything about <laughs> yoga or yoga business. And you know what, but we were very passionate about it. We loved it. Uh, we loved the practice. And like I said, the divine guidance, you know, we kind of surrendered to that flow, the opportunity. And by this divine miracle, mm -hmm. our business grew to, an amazing community of seven thriving yoga studios in Texas, a, a, a yoga retreat center, juice bar. We were blessed to, to create this incredible community. And that was kind of when I met you guys. And um, yeah, and so Roger is your husband and he, um, in his previous lifetime, he was, an, he was an attorney, is that right? That's right. Yeah, so I think initially um, when, when you guys decided to open up your one little yoga studio, he was still working at that time? That's right. So yeah. I worked for the first three years. I said, you know, he was my um, investor. So <laughs> he was the sugar daddy behind the business. And then about three years down the road, when the business really took off and started thriving, he was able to quit his corporate career and also come to Yoga One on board 100%. So he, he started working at Yoga One full time. So um, Yoga One was open as Yoga One for how many years during this time? So Yoga One Studios we, was open in 2008, and I believe it was 2011 when we 
um, doubled our size. So we expanded our original flagship location. And that year we also opened our second location. And then over the next, whatever, until 2017, I guess, we, we expanded to seven locations in Houston. So life was good. You, from 2008 to 2017, you expanded to seven locations. So tell us a little bit about what life was like for you with managing seven yoga studios or seven. Well, locations. yeah, I always say that I was, you know, I, I was managing seven businesses. You mm -hmm. know, it was seven yoga studios, which I consider every one of them as a separate business with separate, different, unique communities. They're um, teams and different dynamics going on, even though it was under one umbrella. Um, also at that time, we already had our retreat center in Taos, New Mexico. We had a juice bar, we had online yoga platform, and I was starting my coaching business at that time as well. Mm -hmm. So life was really busy. It was, it was incredibly fun and exciting and full of energy. And also really, really busy because I also have two kids and a husband to take care of. Um, and this is why, you know, Michelle, um, I had an incredible privilege over the last couple of years after we sold our business and took off to travel the world for a whole year. Um, I had this tremendous privilege and a gift to spend time, a lot of time in self-reflection. Mm -hmm. And kind of like soul searching. And what I realized from that experience is that, you know, working harder, you know, a lot of times you hear people say like success and fulfillment and achievement take a lot of hard work. And I truly believe so. I, I, I am, you know, I'm a proof of that. Yeah. But I also realized over this last two years of um, self-inquiry and traveling around the world and experiencing new things and new places is that working hard is physically impossible because I have already done that in the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. So if working harder is not going to get me to that next level of wealth, prosperity, health, and well-being, you know, um, I just had this epiphany that there has to be something about something better, a better way. And this is why this idea of this divine flow of energy, that's how it came into my consciousness. And now, about, sorry, go ahead. Please go ahead. So um, I just wanted to interrupt because you kind of um, went into this, you know, two years of self-inquiry and all of that. But um, I, I want you to kind of go into a little bit more about how you and Roger decided to sell the studios and take this time off because I mean, I would love to take this, that time off, but I want to know what was going on in both you and Roger's minds during, and obviously Roger can't speak for himself, but, yeah, I'm <laughs> um, but as a couple, yes. It's a great question. And it's actually is totally related to that divine flow or that divine guidance that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And um, you'll probably understand it better than anybody because you experienced us firsthand leading our yoga community. So we literally lived and breathed Yoga One. It was our baby. You know, every waking second of our time, we dedicated to this creation, to this passion of ours, Yoga One. Our you yoga brought studio. the girls to the studios too. Yeah, I our kids grew them. up in the back of the yoga studio. You know, yes. they've been always surrounded um, by yoga and people and chanting and all of this amazing stuff. But I'll tell you exactly how we sold it because it's totally related to 
to that surrender that I'm talking about, surrendering to the divine flow of life. So in 2016, so every year we have ski and yoga retreat in our retreat center in Taos, New Mexico, which is also called the land of enchantment because the energy of that place is so special. So around New Year's, we always lead this retreat. And as part of the ski and yoga retreat, a big part of the retreat is vision and goals. Mm-hmm. So um, on the New Year's- It's so important to do. <laughs> that's right. So mm-hmm. everything that I have in my life, everything that I've ever experienced in my life came from this work, vision and goals work. So in, in, um, I guess, the end of December 2016, New Year's Eve 2017, we lead, I lead our group through this vision meditation. And Michelle, you have done this. This is just setting aside time and quiet, quieting down your mind and opening up to what I call divine guidance. It's, you know, listening to your heart's desires and at the same time opening up to the guidance from something bigger than you. It's a vision meditation. So as we lead our group through their vision meditation, Raja and I also take part in the process. So we are also meditating and we're also receiving this vision from what I call from the source. So we finish up the retreat, you know, and usually it's busy times and we're driving back to Houston. And in the car, I tell Roger, I was like, honey, you know what? Um, you want to hear something really weird? Yoga one, my yoga, our yoga community was not in my vision meditation. Mm-hmm. And that was so shocking to me because like I said, I lived and breathed yoga one. So everything in my prior years, you know, all of my previous vision meditation was all, they were all about yoga one, this business, this creation that was, we were so passionate about. And Roger responded to me, you know what? It was not a part of my vision, vision meditation either. Wow. So we were like, wow, weird, weird, weird. I'm like, what does it mean? And Roger goes, well, we must have sold it. And this was literally the first time ever we even like, that idea even entered our consciousness but we kind of brushed it off because we were like well it's not like anybody can just walk in and buy seven yoga studios right so we were like oh okay that's interesting and literally michelle two days later roger goes to teach a yoga class and um he has a visiting student from california Uh and this guy goes hey have you guys ever considered selling your yoga studios And my husband says, well, you know what? As a matter of fact, for the first time ever, two days ago, my wife and I like even entertained the idea. And that's when this this visiting student said, well, Yoga Works is expanding and their expansion plan is to purchase or acquire successful yoga businesses around the country. Michelle, it, all it took is one phone call and two weeks later, we were already sitting at the table with the CEO and the general counsel of Yoga Works. And then everything from there just went really smoothly. And the reason why I tell you this long story is because I truly believe that it came into our being, into our lives as that divine guidance, yeah. right? So, and it's also us surrendering to the divine guidance, surrendering to the divine flow of life. Well, I'm sure, um, you know, your, you and Roger's decision to sell the studios were, was probably meant, met with, you know, some amount of 
judgment and criticism from other people. Do you think so? Well, yes, it was a very, um, you know, it was a great learning for us as leaders. And, you know, I always take personal responsibility for whatever experiences I have in my life. And taking personal responsibility doesn't mean it's my fault. Right. But I also know that whatever I experience in my life, I am responsible for that. Right. Um, and what I, the learning from there was that, you know, the way I led my business, and I cannot speak for Roger, but a lot of it was um, the relationships in that business because it's so, it's a family business. And everybody on our team and our community, we were so strongly connected with each other that leaving might have been considered as um, abandonment. Like we were abandoning our family almost. You right. know? And, and I can imagine how difficult and traumatic it could be, that experience. And at the same time, you know, I also have to live my life and my children also want their mom time, you know, and, you know, there's also, there's something to be said about recognizing different seasons of your life. Right. There's a season to, you know, plant the seeds. There is a season to tend to your seeds and work your butt off and ensure that, you know, your seeds, your plants are growing. And there's also a season to reap the benefits of your work. And I do believe that your power comes from knowing correct season for your correct actions. Yeah. It and it's like, it's like a book, right? I mean, um, it's closing that one chapter and starting a new chapter. That's right. And I, I, I believe, you know, I think that some people don't know when the, the one correct season is yes. and that's why a lot of suffering comes from that um and I, it's not to say that i know exactly what season you know what the right season is that's why i say surrender to that divine flow of life and when you do the universe will always lead you to the places and experiences beyond your wildest dreams and that's why the word that i picked is flow <laughs> such a great word so tell me about, um, so after you sold Yoga One, um, I know that um, you and Roger took the girls to do a lot of traveling. So tell me about that decision and what that was like. Yeah, it, you know what, that also came to us as part of our vision meditation. So all of a sudden, instead of thinking about our business, Yoga One, and how we'll expand and new products that we'll offer, all of a sudden in our vision, it, it literally a vision meditation will come in forms of pictures. Mm -hmm. And the divine or the universe will often talk to you in the form of pictures. So what we saw, we both independently saw in our vision meditation was us just hanging out on the beach or hiking with our kids, just these happy almost like memories or snapshots of our future. Mm -hmm. And we've always talked with, you know, one of our family traditions is all four of us go to dinner and we just dream. You know, oftentimes we dream about our ideal home or about all the places we'll go to or what kind of work we'll do for fun and things like that. So we just decided to, you know, once we sold the business, then it was easy to sell our house, to sell the cars, and then we kind of went on a roll. We gave away all of our worldly possessions, 
when literally all we had is one, each one of us had one small carry-on suitcase. That's what we literally downsized from owning 10 businesses, you know, owning homes and cars and a bunch of stuff to literally just one carry-on suitcase each. You kept the onesies in the shoes, right? <laughs> well, I did bring two onesies with me and one pair of my yellow Louboutins. <laughs> Yeah, and we just took off and we traveled. And, you know, the, the main reason why we took off to travel is to, you know, when we, when we led our businesses and when we grew our yoga community, we worked a lot. And even though, even though we spent a lot of time with our children, um, it wasn't as much of a quality time that we wanted to spend, you know, that, that we wanted to spend with our children. So when we took off to travel the world, our main, main intention was to dedicate a year of our lives to our children. And now looking back, I recognize that that was perfect timing. It was divine timing because my oldest daughter, she started her tween years and she just went through this massive transformation. And I'm so grateful that I was right there with her as she went through that journey. And she's still you know, going through that massive transition in her life. She's 12 now. So it was absolutely miraculous. And at the end of those travels, my husband told me, it was like, Albina, do you, do you realize that this year we spend more time, more quality time with our children than the vast majority of the world gets to do in their entire lifetimes? That is so amazing and so profound. Yes. And I'm so, so grateful for that experience. So during that year, since, you know, I have a child who is in between, I think your girls' ages, mm -hmm. um, how did you manage doing, so you homeschooled, I'm assuming, during that year? Yes. And I like. Yeah. And that's another idea of surrendering to the flow. Uh, I'm glad you asked me because I really didn't want to homeschool my kids. And I just said, well, why don't we just spend a year of pure joy and fun? let's just not do any schoolwork at all. Let's just rest and have fun. But my oldest child, she was like, if you're not gonna homeschool me, I'm gonna homeschool myself and I'm gonna homeschool my sister. <laughs> I have a very spirited child. So I literally had to step up and just homeschool them. And a part of me was very resistant. And that's why like surrendering to that flow of life, then I said, okay, I have to shift something within me in order to be able to homeschool my kids. And instead of seeing it as something like a chore, an everyday chore that I have to do, I saw it as another opportunity for me to deeply connect with my children, to have fun, to inspire them, and to get inspired by them. Mm -hmm. You know, and once I kind of made that mental choice, a new choice, uh, I chose to look at it differently, it was fun. We That's had a awesome. great time homeschooling and we were very chilled and laid back about it. And it was a great experience. So it's good because then the girls didn't have to, you know, be behind a year. Um, right. So you came back. Mm -hmm. So when you came back, um, how did you decide on Austin? Yeah. Um, you know, so our world travels, the first six months we rented an RV and we literally went across north america from coast to coast across canada um, and a part of that journey was to um, see if there was a place that we really liked 
in all of North America. Mm -hmm. And then when we went internationally for the second six months, a part of us was also looking, well, could we live in Thailand? Oh, could we live in this country? Could we live in Sicily, in Italy, you know? Mm -hmm. And finally, all, it was ultimately, again, surrendering to that divine flow of life. You know, we really wanted to live in San Diego because we've really enjoyed the beach and perfect surfing there. Yeah. And Roger's mom literally pitched a fit. She lives <laughs> in Texas and she wanted us to be close by. And this is why we decided to pick Austin, which is, you know, it has lots of outdoor areas. It's hip, it's young, it's full of energy. So this is why we, oh, actually, you know what? I take that back. As we were traveling, we were looking for houses to rent. And we were literally looking for two places. We were looking in San Diego and simultaneously we were looking in Austin. Uh -huh. And the thing about Austin rentals is that they, they don't stay on the market for more than like a couple of hours in the area that we wanted to. And the same in San Diego, because a lot of those decisions are driven by the schools, nearby right. schools for the kids. So we literally decided we were kind of like bidding on the two places. And we said, whichever one we're meant to go to, that one will come with ease and synchronicity. So this place in Austin came through and this is how we ended up in Austin. A lot of times people will probably be like, uh, that's not very responsible decision-making, but this is, what, this is how we live our lives. A lot of times people will probably say, what? She saw it in a meditation and then she just decided to sell her business. That's absurd. And this is how we live our lives. We just surrender to the divine flow of life. We obey our intuition. And as a result, I believe that, you know, my life experience has been amazing. And I'm very deeply grateful for, for all of this. <laughs> well, you're meant to be where you're meant to be. And yeah. it does sound silly, but it is, it is very true. I believe that. Um, so now you've settled in Austin. Um, has, have your girls, both Karina and Mia, talked to you about what their experience was like during the year off and um, how they're feeling now that they're settled in Austin? Yes, and it's so funny. Uh, my oldest daughter, Karina, who is now 12, um, the, my kids are in a way like really obnoxious. So she explained <laughs> the whole year. She complained that we made her travel around the world. <laughs> she never asked the worst. <laughs> and I remember we were on the Amalfi Coast in Italy, and it's absolutely heavenly and breathtakingly beautiful. And I'm just pausing there, you know, on the balcony, looking at all this natural beauty. And I go like, Karina, look how beautiful this place is. And right then she just rolled her eyes and she's like, mom, I already saw it yesterday. <laughs> so I'm sure one day they will appreciate their experience. But at this point in time, I don't know, they're a little bit more annoyed with it. And I really believe it's because we took them away from their friends. Mm -hmm. But I also have faith that one day when they they're older and they understand what an incredible experience it was for our entire family they'll appreciate it. <laughs> you never know. She's probably going to come up to you when she's like 20 something years old and just say, mom, dad, I really appreciated that year. And yeah. it's going to take you, you're going to be taking it back, not really expecting it at all. But I know I did the same for my parents <laughs> yeah. when I was much older. Um, yeah. 
Great. So one last thing and before we have to end. Um, so you mentioned earlier about the Blue Sky Retreat and we kind of didn't really talk about that a lot. Um, that's something that you and Roger both um, started during the time that you you had Yoga One. So can you tell me a little bit about your decision to open up a retreat uh, center in Taos and why you decided to, you know, continue with that? Um, yeah. yeah, it's, a, you know, Michelle, it's a di another um, surrender story as well, surrendering to that divine guidance. And I'll tell you really quickly how it all took place. Um, I have a very strong intuition. And it's not something, you know, it, I, I do believe that intuition is something that you can develop. It's like that muscle, you know, that bicep, the more you lift the weights, the stronger the muscle gets. Mm -hmm. The same with intuition. So for, for the last 15 years, 20 years, I've been, you know, strengthening my intuition through meditation practice, through journaling and things like that. So a few years ago, it must have been 2005, is it 15, 2015, I just had the strong urge to go up north to New Mexico and look for a property to buy. Mm -hmm. And logically, again, it did not make any sense. And I, you know, I'm a smart woman. I understand that logically it doesn't make sense. But then again, my whole life, I live surrendering to that, like being obedient to my intuition, that divine guidance. Mm -hmm. So we're driving around New Mexico, looking for different places in Santa Fe and Taos. And in that moment, I just say a prayer. And I'm like, okay, God, I understand that logically it doesn't make sense. Why am I looking for a place um, to purchase when I live thousands of miles away. So mm -hmm. if this is correct, please show me a sign. And right in that moment, this perfect double rainbow shows up in the sky. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. So of course I started crying and I'm like, okay, God, I get it. You know, and then um, we found this property and it was way outside of our price range. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because it's a story about flow. And since you asked me one word and I chose that word, it totally fits with the whole, you know, theme of the conversation. Mm -hmm. So then again, Raj and I said, well, if it happens with ease and grace and super quickly, you know, the loan and things like that, then, you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, but we're completely not attached to the outcome. We purchase the property, great. If we don't prop purchase the property, great. So it all happened with these. We bought the place and I thought that was the end of the story. I was like, look, I asked God for a sign, double rainbow appeared. Then I said, if it's meant to be, it will happen. Everything went smoothly, the end. Uh -huh. But what I didn't know at that time, Michelle, is that you know, my mother, who was still in Kazakhstan at that time, my mom is a, is a super amazing lady. She built a pharmaceutical empire. I always joke, I'm like, I'm, I built a yoga empire. My mom built a pharmaceutical empire. <laughs> she had five factories. She had thousands of employees. She was, and she built that company from the bottom up. You know, she was an orphan and she accomplished so much in her life. But because Kazakhstan is such a corrupt country, I mean, you being from a foreign country with foreign roots, you can probably understand this. Um, everything was taken, taken away from her. Mm -hmm. So literally two and a half years ago, she came to America in a pair of jeans and a t-shirt, lucky to be alive. Wow. So what I didn't know at the time that I purchased the retreat center, that was actually when my mom escaped Kazakhstan, literally with nothing to her name, and she came to America, our retreat center, Blue Sky Retreat Center, would be her new home. 
and her way to contribute and lead another business and feel like a sense of contribution and keep her busy and excited. So now my mom is, you know, managing our retreat center in Taos, New Mexico. She is cooking up such incredible food. Everybody comes to Blue Sky just to experience her amazing cooking. People literally walk in and they're like, is Marina here? Um, I had no idea that was your mom. Yeah, she's my mom. And she's internet famous for all of her amazing cooking and her big radiant smile. So this is what happens when you surrender to the flow of life every single time even if you don't know what's going to happen you know you just obey that intuition that um inner voice that is telling you to do something without questioning it because that's the ultimate definition of faith in my opinion but every time you obey that inner guidance and you just do it without knowing what the outcome will be every single time the universe will take you places beyond your wildest dreams wow what a story Thank you so much, Albina, for sharing your story and how wealth and health and wellness means flow to you. And you certainly showed plenty of examples of flow in your life. And you continue to inspire me, and I'm sure you inspire so many other people. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. So uh, the last thing is, um, you know, if you want to share how people can find you, um, ways to reach you, um, I'm sure many of our listeners would love that. Absolutely. So these days, um, I want to share that message, you know, the energy work. How do you surrender to the divine flow of life? So I have lots of digital courses. Um, There are courses like Manifest Marathon. It's all about energy and surrendering and co-creating with the universe. I have courses about money, the same thing. It's, it's surrendering to that and, and letting that flow of money into your life. Um, I do business coaching for women who want to start a business or take their business to the next level. So all of that can be found on my website, albinarippy.com. And also we, not only do I lead lots of retreats um, in Taos, New Mexico, but we also host lots of different retreats, yoga, meditation, creative writing retreats in our place, um, Blue Sky Retreat Center in Taos, New Mexico. And that website is blueskyretreatcenter.com. Thank you. And I think you have one coming up soon, right? I think it's the weekend of my son's birthday, so... Yes, it's called Breakthrough to Manifesting Retreat. It comes up in the end of April. That's awesome. Thank you again, Albina, so much for spending your time sharing your journey with us and look forward to talking to you again soon. It's my pleasure, Dr. Michelle Dang. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wish Well podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe and follow along every week for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at wishwell.health and at our website, wishwell.health.blog. Until next time, I wish you health and I wish you wellness. Thank you.